The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard National Football Show. Dan Cilio here on a football Monday. All right, let's do this. Okay, um, today is the day of reckoning. Today is the day of reckoning, and here's what it's going to be. Our assessment of the Eagles head coach, our assessment of the quarterback situation, and the assessment of the general manager and the owner and how they're running this team. This is a come-to-Jesus conversation for everyone. And I don't care whose egos get bruised. I do not care. This is straightforward. And by the way, when we have passion, when we have a sign where we're showing that we care, it's only because we want to see a football team, a civic pride team, have its best moments. Okay? It's been 1,359 days since the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. And in that time, since that great moment, the highest of highs, the franchise is at the lowest of lows. 1,359 days ago, you were hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy. Now, it's chaos. We'll talk about the Eagles. Week seven of the National Football League, there were some stories. You guys want to know when you find a franchise quarterback? That guy's ass in Cincinnati is a franchise quarterback. That's a franchise quarterback. And by the way, did he not go down the same road as Jalen Hurts? He was told he wasn't good enough to start in Ohio State. Joe Burrow was told by Ryan Day and Urban Meyer. Now, Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields are the guy. Have you seen Justin Fields play? I told you on draft day, the guy sucks. In 131 years of Ohio State football, that guy is no better. Excuse me, I'll take that back. He's not better than Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. He's just a dude. But when you watch Joe Burrow play in Cincinnati, resurrecting a franchise, changing the culture in Cincinnati, 
Cincinnati's culture has been changed. They beat the brakes off the Ravens in Baltimore. In Baltimore, beat the brakes off them. I'm going like this. Man, you're a field goal away from beating Green Bay. Do you know if the playoffs were to start today? You know who the number one seed in the AFC is? Are you ready? The Cincinnati Bengals. My friends, that is a franchise quarterback and what it looks like in the second year. We don't need 57 starts. Well, is he good or is he not? We need more time for... Screw that. Justin Herbert showing you in a year and a half. He's the guy. This is not five years ago or 15 years ago where we need a couple more starts to the turn. Come on, man. Don't let the eye test fail you. Remarkable what's going on in Cincinnati. Remarkable. Just absolutely remarkable. On what's going on in Cincinnati. Just remarkable when you're thinking about it. Okay? You see franchise quarterbacks all over. Look at, look at, look at Kyler Murray in Arizona. Holy cow, they're 7 0. That's a franchise quarterback. That's franchise. You don't need to see it that long. Don't let your eyeball test fail you. Don't let your eyeball test. So let's do this. That game, Eagles and Raiders, was never close. It was absolutely never close. And now you have the 0-7 Detroit Lions. Do you want to hear a statement? I see more promise in Dan Campbell's 0-7 Detroit Lions than I do in Nick Sirianni's Philadelphia Eagles. I feel better about the Lions right now than I do about the Eagles. And the Lions haven't won a ball game yet. Okay? I feel better about the Lions. Here's the other comment. Jalen Hurts is over his rails. He's in over his head. He should not be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He's put there by the front office. Why do you think Nick Sirianni, all the way to the very last moment, until he got to game week, why do you think he wasn't committed 100% on Jalen Hurts? Okay? He wasn't committed on Jalen Hurts. So at the end of the day here, where are the Eagles? Well, the Eagles are here now. Guess what? In chaos. Like I said, if I am Nick Sirianni, okay, if I am Nick Sirianni, the number one thing that I have to do is start Gardner Minshew. You got to show people that you can coach because right now you're not. You're, you, you are not showing people that you can coach. And it's very evident. By the way, look at the numbers here. 
Total yards, Eagles 358, Raiders 442. The numbers are not going to be that dynamic of a difference here. Passing 323 yards, Derek Carr was sensational. He ate that secondary up with no pressure. Another game where Jalen Hurts is under 250 yards passing. Ran the ball 135. Hertz was 18 of 34, 236, two touchdowns. Everyone would look at that and go, well, it's not him. Yes, it is him. Yes, it is him. Derek Carr was 31 of 34 for 323. Bill, it's probably in his contract. By the way, you guys coming aboard the program, we appreciate everybody. Joey B, Trevor, this is how you get involved with the program today. Obviously, week seven has a lot of storylines outside of just the Eagles and Raiders. We're going to hit on them all. Carl, thank you so much. Carl says this reminds him of the Rich Kotai days. Sure does. Where everything is all over the place. By the way, Jonathan Gannon sucks as a coordinator. Wow. That team is the most predictable team in the National Football League. Okay? It, 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 it's just unorganized. The Eagles look unorganized. Oh, and by the way, it must kill Eagle fans watching Carson Wentz with a 102-8 quarterback rating. Carson Wentz was not a bad player in Philly. It was just toxic. It is clearly, when you see a player leave a toxic situation and he goes somewhere else and succeeds, the environment he was at is what you need to take a look at and turn the microscope on. Super Dave says, I agree. He's a better quarterback. I'm not saying he's the guy, but he's better than Jalen. I hate to say this, but he is. Minshew is an NFL quarterback. That's right there, Dave. Gardner Minshew's an NFL quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a college quarterback playing at the NFL level. That's why they're not in any game. They're not in any game. If you don't get a lead on a team, you're toast. You don't think every team in the National Football League right now is figured out? Get a lead on the Eagles. They can't come from behind because they'll do RPOs and screens. They can't get the ball to Devontae, formerly known as JoJo. I've always liked Carson. Glad for him. And you let him go for it, too? Oh, a conditional one? Man. How's that looking? Team goes to San Francisco. They're an indoors team. They play in a monsoon. And Carson Wentz goes to San Francisco and leads them to a victory? That's not supposed to happen with an indoors team. This guy's got a third and 15. He's taking off running because he knows they need that win to get the team back at least to three and four. He's on pace for 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, two picks, 65 percentage in completions, and a 102A quarterback rating. Sounds like a franchise guy to me. What the hell happened here?
What happened here? What happened in Philadelphia that you let that franchise guy go? What the hell happened? Boy, I'll tell you something. This freaking franchise needs a come-to-Jesus conversation and a sense of urgency. It's a sense of urgency. Lee says Howie's the reason for the toxic environment. Has to be. Lee, I'm not just going to throw toxic environment out there unless you show me. And guess what? Carson Wentz playing well. The hiring of Nick. The, the hiring of this high school coaching staff, and I mean in age, zero experience. By the way, who signed off on that? Didn't somebody in the front office go like this when they were looking at the coaches? Gee, these guys are awful young. You sure you want to go this young? Hey, Nick, it, or is it just because you just wanted to have a clean sweep of Doug Peterson that you'll do anything just to erase that guy's success that he had at being a Super Bowl Philadelphia Eagle head coach. How disgusting is that? Ego has gotten in the way of the Philadelphia Eagles, and the front office is still taking victory laps down Broad Street on a Super Bowl they won 1,359 days ago. Dude! Brady's best Super Bowl, he says, is his next one. The Eagles and the Falcons, for that matter, are still swimming backwards in a pool and thinking they're champs. And now you're chumps, both of you. Big Bird, appreciate it. Dude. Hey, how about this? How about this, man? Is there any other way to look at this is there any other way to look at this than that the ownership and front office have screwed this thing up beyond recognition? Is there any way? Is, is there any way to look at it? By the way, are the Eagles rolling to try to get the top pick in the draft? Is that what Howie's doing here? At least let us know. You're not beating the Lions this week. I'm with Trevor. That's a lock, he says. I'm with the Lions are getting their first win against Philadelphia. I would never in a million years bet the Eagles against a Dan Campbell team. I see more promise in what Dan Campbell's doing. The game itself, there were coaching errors everywhere. Player errors predictability here I'll do I'll tell you guys something else too you know to give you an assessment of what happened in the eagle eagle loss um all you have to do is go back and replay any of the post game shows that we have here on Jacob Media and I would be repeating myself like I was an idiot it's the same story plays are not good not well designed I mean, and by the way, the best that Nick Sirianni looked was the Atlanta game. I thought the plays were constructed well, but they looked like the same game plan from that Atlanta game. How much has changed from the philosophy and from the approach from the Atlanta game? It looks like the same thing, and all these coordinators 
are taking that Atlanta game and they're cutting it up and now they know what to do against Sirianni's offenses. Brotherly love, got to laugh to keep from crying. Your owner and your GM have destroyed the Eagles over the last four years, over the last 1,359 days. They have royally destroyed this team. Okay? If the Eagles lose, the Miami pick will be the first pick. Jesus, criminy. Smile says, though 10 days to prepare would help the Eagles look better than that. Smile. You could have had six months. It wouldn't have mattered. You don't have a pro coaching staff. I don't see it. I don't see it with Hurts. I don't see it with I, 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 Howie. Oh, by the way, so you got three picks in the first 10? So what? So what? Not at the same front office that has disintegrated this franchise. He's making the picks. Trevor says he's been saying 2-15 and 15 all year. Trevor's right. And the quarterback class blows that loud. It's terrible. Who, Desmond Ryder from Cincinnati? Keep him. You better land somebody. Or you'll be looking up at the Cowboys and Dak Prescott for the next decade. You are in a massive issue. By the way, why do you think Carson Wentz is improving? And why do you think Patrick Mahomes is not improving? Andy Reid has failed him in the run game. And that's why Kansas City looks the way they look. They're three and four. But funny, when I see the three and four Colts, the three and four Colts are better than Kansas City right now. They got a running attack. Jonathan Taylor can run the ball. Wentz is on pace for 4,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, two picks, 102A quarterback rating. Guys, I'm going to make another point to you here. Let me start checking these things off here. I'm going to make another point to you. How many times are we going to keep hearing people tell me that Kyle Shanahan's a good coach? I'm sick of it. Guy sucks. Guy sucks. I don't see it. You know, he's 1-10 at home. Like over the last three years, I think he's won one game at home. His win percentage is almost the same as Mike Singletary's. Where are you coming up? And where, where are people coming up that Kyle Shanahan is a great coach? People see the last name and they go like this. Well, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he got to a suit. Yeah, they did. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and was fired. Okay, won it. Beat the brakes off the Patriots and Brady and was fired. And we still talk about Kyle Shanahan as one of the best coaches. Don't let your eyeballs fail, you guys, no matter what the name is on the chalkboard. Look at who they are because a coach can only be defined by the one-loss record. 
Same as Nick Sirianni. Same as Kyle Shanahan. Coaches are defined by their record because that's the only thing they can be defined by. A player can be defined by stats, a record. You could dice a player's career up like Brady. The funny thing is, though, Brady has the records and the rings. That's what makes it even more incredible. VD Pate, he's overrated. You're damn right he's overrated because look at his record. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, he's even worse than I thought. And you're going to put Trey Lance in? Who looks like Jalen Hurts? Oh, and by the way, that Robert Saley guy with the Jets, that guy had a week to prepare coming off a bye. And that team is even worse than it was when he took it over. How about this? Adam Gase looks like a better coach than what they hired. I know everybody fell in love with the story. Oh, my God, he's the first whatever to be the head coach. I think it's Muslim to be the first head coach. I don't care about that stuff. I don't care about your religion. I don't care about your color. I don't care about your background. I care you can win. I don't care about your last name. I don't care what you did. Show me you can win. Show me you could put players in position to win. Robert Saley. That guy sucks too, man. Jets hired a dud, and get this, drafted another dud in Zach Wilson. What's he out three? Dude. Jets prove to you why they're the Jets. Poor coach. Do you know there's not one coach, one coach in Jets history that has a winning record, I believe, except for Bill Parcells. Since the Jets' founding in the early 60s, they've had one coach with a winning record. Not even Weeb Eubank, who won Super Bowl three. It's a culture in that place. It's a culture that they've accepted in that city. Yeah, hey, Trev, one coach, I think Al Groh had one year. I think he went nine and seven, so... I'm talking about more than just one year. I think I think Parcells is the only guy in Jets history with multiple years with over 500. But I think Al Groh had a 9-7 year and they fired his ass. Dad says, you are on here hurting feelings. Hey, Daz, listen. Wait, here, here. I want to make it very clear, though, Daz. I'm not sitting here pissing on the Eagles, a pissing on who's running the Eagles. Remember that. You'll never hear me talk about your civic pride football team with any disrespectful way, but the people that run it, you'll hear all night. Okay. That to me is who I am and always have been. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to go like this. City hates that team. It's not true. It's not true. And the Eagle fans are some of the most passionate fans. Okay. We are going to hopefully catch up with our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Get his spin on this. Gary's been trying to text me, so hopefully we're going to be able to catch up. If not, we're going to go into week seven of the NFL, and we're going to 
continue what to do next. Should the Eagles start Gardner Minshew in the next game? We'll hit on that. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Gary Cobb, two-hour number two. Box 29 to get his spin. So the Eagles couldn't beat a football team that lost her head coach because of racist emails and all the chaos that was going in the building with them. They were able to rally and put the shellacking on the Eagles, and the Eagles looked like they were out of sorts even with 10 days to prepare. Wow. Dude, this is the NFL, man. You don't get hall passes. You don't get hall passes. By the way, the constructing of that coaching staff, 
What'd you do? Go to grammar school and pick the number one teachers out of grammar school that were under the age of 20? I mean, can these guys drink at Philly bars? Are they old enough? Holy cow, man. I mean, but but again, I'm not mad at a coach. When somebody comes to me, figure this out, okay? Blue, think of this for a second. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Blue. Do this. If I'm a 25 or a 30-year-old coach and somebody comes to me and goes, you want to be the defense coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles or the offensive coordinator of the Eagles, what are you going to do? Go, no, I'll remain being a quality control coach or a wide receiver coach or a DB coach. Making $350,000 or $400,000. Now I get a chance to make two point five two seven as a coordinator. Who in their right mind is going to turn that job down? Nobody. Nobody in their mind is going to turn that down. So this ain't on him. This ain't on the coaches. But did somebody like the owner or the GM go like this? Man, guys, I mean, this coaching staff has no experience. Zero. Zero. And we're going to go ahead and sign off on this? Didn't anybody say? So wait a minute. We, we don't have any running attack. And we don't believe in running the ball. We have a first-year head coach. We have a coordinator that I'm not sure even knows how to construct an RPO. Then you put the defensive team together. And didn't anybody in the front office of Philadelphia go like this? This doesn't look like a good plan. Man, hey, I'm going to say this to you guys, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate to do this to you guys. I really am. I'm going to hate to do this. Okay? All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. It, it, it was a freak show that you ended up winning that Super Bowl. I mean, okay. All right. There's no question about it. There's just none. All right. I got to take a brief timeout because I think maybe we can get Gary Cobb now. So I'm going to take a timeout here and see if we can get Gary. Okay, wait a minute. We have Gary now. Fantastic. Let's go to Gary Cobb right now and get Gary's thoughts on this whole thing here. And I'm going to say this. Gary, you know what, dude? I got I to gotta flat out tell you, man. Okay, I'm not going to blame uh, the players so much here on this one here. When they were constructing the coaching staff to put this staff together, didn't anybody in the front office go like this, Gary? Gee, man, there's no experience on this coaching staff. Everybody looks like they're coming out of grammar school. I, I mean, can these guys drink legally in Philadelphia? Didn't anybody think that that was a good idea, that putting the staff together? Because I watched a football team that just wasn't prepared against the Raiders. What says you? Well, you know, that's one of the problems is, uh, you know, you look at there's no experience, and they just seemed like they went, how young can we go? The, the special team coach is 29. You know, none of some of these guys, they, they don't even shave yet. I mean, you know, it, you, you're wondering, you know, I don't want to walk in there in the in the locker room and see he doesn't even have any hair down there yet. You know what I mean? I mean, 
it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's really shown because one of the things defensively is just you, you're doing, you're setting, I mean, high Hall of Fame numbers 30 for 33. Nobody completes 30 out of 33 passes. Come on, that's ridiculous. 90% of the passes, and, and, and they're missing their number one receiver. That the, the tight end was out. <laughs> Another guy stepped in. I mean, the thing about it is certain things they don't do. Like, for instance, don't give the other team too much credit. Move around a little bit before the snap. Or are you just telling them exactly what you're in? They go, they're almost like, they're, no, coach told us we got to go right where we're supposed to be. So they line up exactly in what they're going to do to make sure the other team knows. So an experienced quarterback is definitely going to know what you're doing. If you never show him some looks, you come up and, and you give him a look like you're going to blitz him and then you get out of it. You know, you, you, you miss, at least make him guess a little bit. And if you don't do that, that's not professional football. Come on, you're not you're not in you know uh, Bat Bantam League, you know midget league football where the kids are out there and, and everybody's wondering, do we tackle all the way to the ground? I mean, it, it's it's just ridiculous that they would be that pathetic. And I got to go after the coaches, man. I mean, you, you don't see these guys; they don't know the essence of moving around. And you talk in the huddle, say, "Hey, we're gonna give them." A blitz look. We're gonna get out of. We come back into the zone, but at least we're gonna give them a look. And and uh, they just seem like it, that they can't do some things to give different looks. But that's part of playing in the NFL. And the better you get at, the better defense you have. You got to be able to show them this, and you're doing that. And then you show them another look, and you're doing something else. You know that's that's part of uh, of being a pro. But they haven't pushed that. And then the other thing is. If you're going to play zone, like Tampa used to play a great zone, you know, when yeah. they had their great defense. But they didn't play straight zone. They played man in the zone, meaning like there's a guy in your zone, you get on him. You don't stand there and watch him catch the ball. So that that way you play man in the zone, you take away their deep stuff. But we don't we don't give up. We don't just give them the short stuff. We we compete. And so that's what you're supposed to do. Really, it's kind of like in basketball In basketball. Um, the, the great teams, like in college ball, they play a zone, but it was a matchup zone. So if the guy was in your zone, you got to take him. And then if you see them try to try to flood a zone, you give the guy some help. But you got to be talking the whole time. And these type of things, they don't do. They, they, they're not talking very well. They, they play like they're stuck. So that's why the defense is having so much problems. But clearly, they didn't talk about any of this. So you got to blame it all on the coaches. That's not NFL coaching offensively, I mean, a lot of the points they scored, they're making games look tighter than they are. You know, I tell you, I was, I, I hated to say that uh, last week when I was saying, you know, there could be a one and done. This could be one and done. I mean, they, they, you, you really, when, you, when you're looking this bad, if they don't make a change, if they continue at this rate, like look how long it took them just to be able to hand the ball to Miles Sanders, making a big deal out of it. Give the guy the ball. How hard is that? You somebody gets on the thing. Hey, give Miles the ball. How hard Absolutely, Gary. Let me. Let, let, I want to add this into your because everything you're saying is nails on here. But I think something else that's accentuating this here and this whole debacle in a toxic environment that, yeah. in my opinion, is in the front office here. When I'm watching Carson Wentz, 
and he is on pace right now for 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, and two interceptions, and a 102 quarterback rating with 66 completion percentage. I saw him go on the road last night. Yeah. An indoor team goes into a monsoon. They get a victory against Kyle Shanahan. And to me, I see a franchise quarterback in Indianapolis. And what happened? How did it go from that guy looking like that guy again? And you just can't tell me it's Frank Wright. It can't yeah. be That's one right. guy. Or maybe you think it is. How? What has to change? I mean, because there's no question. You fired a Super Bowl coach. You fired a guy who was on track to be an MVP one year. Yeah. And now look where you are. How did it yeah. get here? Well, uh, you know, everything that happened last year, you know, it, it, it really hasn't all come out. I think you've had, you got the ownership meddling. I think that's why Doug Peterson got out because he was tired of all the meddling. Um, really what was happening with Carson you know, I don't know, he and Doug, something wasn't going right because Carson was pushing too much to where he was He was just uh, throwing interceptions where, you know, he's going like, what's wrong with Carson? And I don't really know what was bothering him, but I was, I was looking at that game last night too, and I'm saying, look at the fight. This is the kind yeah. of Carson where you go like, look, he's not perfect, but doggone it, he, he ain't a leader, a guy who's going to fight a guy who's going to compete all the time, which is what you want out of your quarterback. And in that monsoon, and they're still out there competing like that. And really, you know, they took that game, you know, which is what you want. It, it was, it really felt bad looking at him going, how you, you know, you get rid of this guy. And now he's back to the guy that we saw, the, the guy that helped us win the Super Bowl. And now he's looking like that again. And and you see with the, you got a young quarterback now trying to find his way. You, you got rid of him. It looks bad, man. It really makes the whole organization, and they clearly are making mistakes because they thought they, they did a good job about uh, bringing in these coaches. So it's, it's a tough time, man, to be an Eagles fan. I'll tell you that. How about this too, Gary? I mean, you know, you you, you keep hearing people say, well, Howie's got three picks up 10. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, if you're going to continue to make the selections that you've made and you're signing guys from the perimeter, you need linebackers, you need corners, you need free and strong safeties, you need more depth in your front seven. What are you going to do with Fletcher Cox? I mean, more pressure on the quarterback. I mean, boy, I'll tell you, is it the GM? Who do you look at since – what? watch this, Gary. It's been 1,359 days since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. In that time frame, there's only been one thing that's been a consummate. It's been Howie Roseman. Yeah. Give me what you think of his place in his job security as we sit here today. Well, you know, the thing, the thing I think about Howie is he's the closest guy to uh, Jeffrey, um, and, and he and he's he's the guy that he loves. I mean, that's his guy, and he stayed here, and I think it's because of their relationship. You know, he he get he got the um, the ups on everybody. Now after they won that Super Bowl, it's as if you know some people said that in the long run it might wind up being a bad thing because Jeffrey Laurie and Howie think they're geniuses now, and so they won't listen to anybody. They think they know uh, football when you know they they played a hand in it, but it was really you know uh, Doug Peterson was really the key, and you know. Um, their quarterbacks who both played great football, that really was the key to them winning. 
But now you can't tell those guys anything. And Howie, you know, Howie's a terrible drafter. Now we, you know, he's, he's pathetic when he's drafting. Now he did make some moves during that Super Bowl year with making trades and, and grabbing guys who were basically getting ready to be, you know, done. These were guys in their last year of being able to be good football players and they were veterans. So they knew how to play in playoff situations. They were smart players, but their bodies were just about ready to give out. And he was able to grab a number of these guys for not a lot. And they, they came through because they were seasoned guys and he did that. And now to have him looking at the draft, he's horrible at the draft. I mean, look at this kid, um, that they got, the, you know, Jalen Rager. Terrible. First, this kid's terrible. I mean, this kid's dropping balls all over the place. He's, he just, he's just not that good. Then you get a guy in the sixth round, this kid, uh, Chaz Watkins. This kid is a player. Yeah. And they happen to get him. But, look, I mean, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Come on. This kid doesn't even belong in the NFL, man. So you, you, you've got some of these guys, and it's, uh, it's really just – you know, malpractice that he drafted them first and second round where you got all of these picks and you miss on all of them. That's really what it is. They've missed on a lot of picks. Uh, Linebacker-wise, they're just horrible, man. They, they're, they're just horrible at the linebacker position. And right now in the NFL, you don't play with as many linebackers, but it's like the linebacker position is even that much more important now because you got to have some marquee players in there because they got to be able to run – with these, you know, the speed they have in the league. At the same time, they got to be able to tackle. They got to be aggressive. And if they're not good there, you can't play that zone uh, because they're 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 having to cover wide receivers in the small area. Now, when you got guys like you know the, the kids they have down there in Tampa Bay, I mean, they got players at the linebacker position. I mean, studs. These guys run four fours, track at down everything. Great tacklers, open field tacklers. They're like a blend of a great safety and linebacker. That's what that's what you got now. And it's really tough in the NFL if you don't have those guys because they exploit your linebackers, really. Absolutely. With those tight ends nowadays, that's, right. that's exactly oh, yeah. what they're doing now because they can exploit. You don't see the Levon Kirklands any longer. No. Those 265-pound no. guys. Gary, do you think it's time to start Gardner Minshew just to see if – Nick Sirianni can coach. I mean, he's a pro quarterback. Jalen Hurts yeah. is not a pro quarterback. I yeah. think, you know what, and I say this, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Mm -hmm. Look what Joe Burrow has done in Cincinnati. They go into Baltimore, Gary. Embarrassed the brakes. They yeah. beat the brakes off them. Yes. Cincinnati. This yeah. guy Burrow has changed the culture in Cincinnati yeah, in a year and a half. That's a franchise guy. I don't need yeah. to see 28 games to determine what that guy can do. That's right. I don't need to see any more games with Jalen. I know he's not a frontline guy. Yeah. So do you put a guy in that's a quarterback that can play the position in the league? Well, you know, it depends on what you want to get to. Now, you're going to find out more about the coach. Yeah. Um, you know, but – you know, this whole thing with – I don't know what they're going to do with Jalen, but, you know, he does miss throws. You just can't miss in, on the NFL level. You can't miss those throws, you know. So – and and then, you know, I don't understand the whole thing offensively they're doing. So it could be something they think about that will help them look at everybody else, see, because they got to identify what players they have. 
And if you got somebody there at the quarterback position that's not really getting it done, in some ways it can not allow you to look and see, well, what talent do we have? Because for most of the games, the last few games, they do nothing most of the game. The, the offense does nothing where you can't even get a judgment on what other kind of talent you have. So, you know, I hate to say it. I mean, you know, I've been looking at it, you're giving it, but the kid just struggles to make ordinary NFL throws. He really does. And till he starts making those throws, you know, you can't really say that he's he's a he's a guy you can say is a big time NFL uh, quarterback. You know, so that's what he's working on. Um, they really need to find out about these coaches too, because Nick Soriani. I, I tell you, I'm I'm really uh, disappointed in what they're doing, and you can't help. I know sometimes you can exaggerate and everything, but you look at this group. You can't really say they're playing NFL football. Really, be honest with you. No, it's it, not it, NFL it, to team. Me, it looks like an offense that, like, the Kansas Jayhawks run. And yeah. it just, I mean, when you bring a college offense into an NFL game, those coordinators and players on the other side are so brilliant, especially the linebackers. They identify weak side, strong side. Then yeah. they also identify predictability. Gary, you know, I, I said this at the top of the show, you know, I thought that they organized and I thought they made a lot of nice play designs in that Atlanta game. Unfortunately, I don't think I've seen anything change since that Atlanta game. And it's just been the same standard quo type of offense since that Atlanta game. Well, these coordinators in the NFL, they're going to figure out your weaknesses immediately. They're going to find out your predictability immediately. And the more this goes on, right, the worse this is going to look because you don't have the personnel or the capability of moving the sticks. Now, I'll tell you this. I will give them credit. On the first drive yesterday, they put Jalen under center, and they ran an NFL offense. They ran the ball mostly. You know, I mean, if you got an offensive line that's going to let you run the ball, you're doing the other team a favor by saying, no, we're going to run RPOs, and you never hand the ball. So they put Jalen under center, and they ran it. But you know when they got the ball back, you know what they did? They abandoned all of that, and yep. dropped them back, and started running RPOs again. I, you, come on, you got to be kidding! But there definitely is some malpractice going on there. And see, I can't really say it's Nick because I saw him run a NFL offense in the Indianapolis. So I don't know what they're doing either. He's trying to do this for Jalen because Jalen did run RPOs at Oklahoma. Yes, and, and I, I was looking at some tape of the RPOs. But you know, the, the kids they were playing against were half the athletes that they were. And they're running RPOs, and he's got all day with the ball. And guys are running wide open. That's not NFL football. Guys are going to adjust to what you do. They're not going to let you just go up and down the field unless you're the Eagles defense. <laughs> hey, November 2nd, Gary, is the trading deadline. Do you think the front office has waved the white flag and you'll start seeing massive movement here trying to uh, field calls for Fletcher Cox because that team right now is not going anywhere. It, yeah, I mean, now, now like you hear said, what Fletcher said. Fletcher spoke out, too, against the defensive coordinator, said he doesn't like the way they're using him. He also came forward and says his job is not defending the screen and draws. His job is to get to the quarterback. That's what they asked him to do, get to the quarterback. He's, he, I, I saw him getting an argument with the defensive line coach 
and he must have been telling him, you got to look out for that screen. The screen. Yeah. He, he said, I'm not looking out for the screen. I'm I'm rushing the passer. So something's going to give one way or another. And it could be a point where he might have said that trying to get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, coaches, coaches and players, especially when they're not on the same page. Do you agree? Now, you and I could go back to this because we were there together. Mm-hmm. You and I, when we were in Dallas and Jimmy Johnson went in there and he had veteran guys in the room, he fired every single guys from Tom Rafferty yeah. to Danny White to yep. Randy White, got rid of yep. all those guys because you know why? They had the fundamentals and the beliefs of Tom Landry. That's right. And you and I sat there and watched this whole thing. as Like the only guy left was our boy Ed Jones and, I mean, a few other guys, hey, I'm at, Everson I'm at Walls. I'm tournament now and Ed is here. You make sure you tell that dude, my we love him. Okay, I, I love Ed. Ed, Ed, yeah. Ed is Ed, one of Ed our. Is here and uh, Everson Walls is here, and you know all of the Giants. All the, wait, you know, wait, the wait a minute, Gary, Gary, Gary. Yeah. Here's here, here's so Crawford Kerr takes me over to Ed Jones's house. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I go, "Where's Ed?" He goes, "Oh, he's in his room." I'm like, "What do you mean he's in his room? I'm not going in a guy's room." He goes, "No, no, no. You like this? Ed Jones has his big hot tub in there, 72." And his helmet, and I'm going like, and there's like 70 girls in Ed. He goes, you want to come in? I go, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, going forward with the Eagles, okay? Yeah. Where are they going? Here, here, Gary, get this. I feel more confident in Dan Campbell. Yeah. And what he's doing with that 0-7 Lions team. You're right. Then I do watching what Sirianni's doing with the Eagles. I yep. feel good about Detroit. That's right. I don't think they're going to win this game against Detroit because Detroit's playing their asses off every right. single game. Yes, they are. I mean, you can't right. lose and, to an 0-7 Lions making team. You yes. see them progress. You see they're making progress because you got to have coaches, first of all, going to be honest with guys. First of all, they got to know what's needed on the pro level. Then they got to be honest with a guy and go, hey, look, if you can't do this, you can't play here for us. And and and, and make, make it very clear, this is what we need at this position. And so, you know, they got to be that way with Jalen Hurts. They got to be that way with the rest of the guys on that team. I don't see that yet over there. Uh, it's almost like um, some of the nonsense that, you know, he talks about, you know, and, and it's not really so much nonsense, but he, he talks about it so much that – you know, he's got his, uh, what is they have their five principles or whatever, you know, <laughs> connecting and everything. Yeah, he's going to be connecting with the unemployment line if he keeps he keeps it up, man. Because, because I'm seeing some ugly stuff and people are really getting irritated. And you can see the older guys on the team aren't liking it. You, you know, when you see what uh, Jason Kelsey, you see Jason Kelsey with the way he was getting upset out there. A lot of those older guys are getting tired of this. Because they know it's nonsense that we got to take half of the year to decide to give a guy the ball on a, on, a, on a running play. What are you? Come on. What are you doing? You know, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And so I, I don't know where this is going, but it doesn't look like it's headed to a good place unless they, they make a, a, a abrupt change. So do you think it's more? How about this? And I'm going to start asking you this on a sliding scale here. You think uh, Sirianni's job uh, safety is what right now? If on a scale of one to ten for him being fired, where do you think that sits? With, with, right with now? ten being the highest, ten being the highest, I'd say he's at six. Wow! I, I for would say a first year six. guy, 
Yeah, wow. I mean, because it's it's not NFL football. They've done so many things that you really can't give them. I mean, they've been blown out. And then you got to, you know, with his coaching has been horrible with the offense. And then defensively, I, I know that uh, some of the guys are into the stats, you know, that with, with the Eagles and everything. But they have broken records with the quality that the, the, the opposing quarterbacks have had completions against them to where they're breaking records. I mean, you, you, you know, that, like these records have, are going on back to, you know, to the 50s. And the Eagles' defense has been that horrible. And we know how bad their offense – their offense has covered over stuff because they get garbage points. You know, it's 30 to 7. Then you, you get some garbage points late in the fourth quarter and go, well, it was it was 33 to 22. No, that game was really 30 to 7. That's really what that – that game was over. You guys oh, got yeah. dominated. The entire game, when it was on the line, you guys couldn't even get a get – you couldn't even get a first down. Is this the worst Eagles defense in a decade? Right now, yeah. I, yes, it is. This is the best. This is the worst six-game stretch because the quarterbacks they played, you know, Mahomes had a career day. Well, you know, he's had some great days. Of course, you got Brady. Mahomes, Brady, uh, the kid in Carolina, you know, he's horrible. So hey, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. And then, um, you know, yesterday – you know, three quarterbacks having basically getting bored completing passes against them is so easy. <laughs> getting bored. That's how bad it was because they all just marched up and down the field for touchdowns every time they got on the field. So, hey, 31 to 34 for Derek Carr for 323. Do you understand? I, that? I, th I think it's the second highest in the history. I think second he had two, highest. He like had two throwaways. He had two throwaways. <laughs> two <or> throwaways. <laughs> Hey, Gary, I got to run, my friend. Thank you so much for finding time for us. Thank you. All right. All right, man. Gary Gary Cobb from Fox 29. We're going to get to all you guys' thoughts. Everybody's pissed off right now, rightfully so. Where do they go from here, the Eagles? And we'll take a look at week seven of the NFL, plus some college football news. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 
or visit us online at MessaLaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. I got to tell you guys something. We do a national show, but you know our whole company's based in Philadelphia. So we lean there and we go out, you know? What's up, Muhammad? Appreciate you coming aboard. Do you know how great it is to talk to people? who have incredible passion. Every one of you guys that are talking and bringing something to the show here, you're not haters. You're not haters. You see, but when you start talking the way you guys are talking today, in some of these snow cone cities like Los Angeles or San Francisco or San Diego or some of these cities, that don't like reality and real talk. They think you're an asshole. They think you're like just trying to make noise. I don't do that. Everybody who's been commenting here, you're right. You know why? Because in cities like Boston, Philly, Chicago, here, here, here's, here's what it is. Nobody wants to talk crap on their team. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody's rooting for Jalen or Sirianni to fail. When they fail, we fail. Okay? No matter what it is. They fail, we fail. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to give you some hall pass to sit here and do this. Well, you know. Just give him a little more time. Hey, fuck that. Give him more time. Make $6 million a year. You think I have time for my disposable income to watch a horrible product like that? Act like you're at least an NFL coach. Formerly known as JoJo, people don't appreciate truth. People can't take truth. 
Judge, oh, people can't take the truth. Watch. Sirianni right now is losing his team. He's losing his team. By the way, do you know why he lost the team? This was constructed at the very beginning. And I brought it up with Gary Cobb. Why do you think Sirianni's lost the team? Why? He's coaching Howie's guys. And he doesn't know what to do with them. So everybody looks screwed up. Okay? Everybody looks screwed up. He's coaching Howie's guys. When Jimmy Johnson walked into Dallas, I was there. He fired every single dude on that football team that was loyal to Tom Landry. Players, equipment managers, trainers, front office people. He didn't want any whispering. You're going to do things my way or you're not going to be here. He fundamentally fired everyone when it came to football operations. I'm going to give you his blueprint and how he won and see if you think this will be applied to Howie Roseman and the owner of the Eagles as we move forward. You guys got three first-round picks in the top ten. Will it matter? Plus week seven of the NFL. Hour number two coming up. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Sonio. By the way, John McClain and Jason Chronicles on. The agent for Deshaun Watson has come out as early as this morning and said he's open to more than just one team that he would play for. Okay, so that report is not true. By the way, okay, so if the Dolphins can't make that deal, I mean, you don't have the upper hand. I know that you think you do because of no trade. This is what Houston will do then. They'll wait for the offseason, and what they'll do is, if here, I want to tell you this. If I was Deshaun Watson or I were the Eagles, you know what I would be doing right now? If I don't get the exact team that I want and say the Eagles want to give the three first-rounders, I wouldn't trade him to the offseason where I'd have more bidders. Right now you have three. You're trying to tell me you don't think Washington would get into the mix in the offseason? How do you know what Tom Brady's going to do? What if he wins another Super Bowl and wants to bow out? If you're Deshaun Watson, wouldn't you want to go to Tampa with all those skilled people? You put him there in Tampa? Or how about New Orleans? You're not sold what's going on with Jameis Winston. Right? You're not you're not sold at all. And Sean Payton, how do you know that Sean Payton and the Saints wouldn't make a buy to try to get him to go to the New Orleans Saints? So if I were the Texans, if I don't get the deal I want, not just where he wants, okay, well, I only want to play in Miami. Well, guess what? I'm not going to make the deal, and I'll keep your ass in purgatory. The franchise has got to get something in return here. They're not just going to give him away for a bagel. A bag of Skittles. Washington might more badly publicity. Hey, Ewing, you think that's ever been a factor? Bad publicity in Washington? Daniel Snyder was oblivious to that. He, he, he thinks he walks on clouds. He doesn't care about public backlash with anything. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he changed the name to the Washington team. Did he really change the name? It's funny, isn't it? We all look at them still, but we know to do this. They're still the Washington Redskins. But what we do is because we all want to be publicly, um, you know, what is that thing called? You want to you, you, you want to be PC, you know? Oh, yeah, it's the team formerly known as Prince. I mean, excuse me, the Skins, right? So you know what we're all doing because nobody wants to get called on the carpet social media-wise or anywhere else. You know it's the Washington Redskins. You know it is. But because, again, you know, we got to be PC. Oh, it's the Washington team. Isn't it funny watching the broadcasters do it? You know they know it's the Washington Redskins, but they don't say it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, just like they respected Ali when he changed his name from Cassius Clay. Oh, the media people were just all over, you know, not calling him Cassius Clay. Oh, what did it take, 30 years for that to change? Yeah, okay. But now I believe it because we're in a, such a better time in our society. 
Yeah, whatever. It's funny when you're talking about coaches. You know, we're talking about Sirianni. Watch this. I wrote down four of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. You know who they are? Matt Nagy in Chicago. What's Hey, what's that thing going on up there with Justin Fields? I don't – I mean, this kid's under, like, so much pressure right now. He's not ready to play. He's not ready to play. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are better quarterbacks. You know, people will do this. Watch this. They'll go like this to you. Dan, watch this. Nick Fla- Hey, Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew are better quarterbacks than Jalen Hurts. Why are they playing him? Why are they playing Jalen Hurts when the two best quarterbacks are on the bench? Look at in Chicago. Two best quarterbacks are on the bench. That you think that guy's good? You know, well, he's more athletic and, you know, he can move around. That's not what they want. You know what being a good quarterback is, friends? Knowing when to throw the ball away. Not running away. Throwing the ball away. Did you see Carson Wentz throwing that ball away last night? Boy, Frank has just nailed that into him, hasn't he? Throw it away. Live to play another down. Throw it away. It's okay to punt. That's why we employ punters. That's why we have field goal kickers. Okay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, and Mike McCarthy. There's your four overrated guys. Muhammad said that Carson got the right coaching. It's not just that, Muhammad. It's having an organization that's going to let that coach coach. Do you think Chris Ballard, the general manager in Indianapolis, is giving Frank Reich, Brian Baker, and all those coaches in Indianapolis a sheet on what to do? 359 days. What's been the one name that's been a consummate in Philly? Not counting the owner. It's the GM. He's drinking so much of his own ego juice that this guy believes he can replicate what they did a couple years ago. And he's convinced that owner of it. You see, he doesn't have the most important thing around him. You know what that is? A football mind. Here, let me give you, and he is, Kevin, I agree. Let me give you the greatest example of that. People keep telling me how great a football guy Jerry Jones is. Well, well, Jerry Jones is such a great general manager, and he had responsibility over those three Super Bowls. Why hasn't he been able to duplicate that? Why hasn't he been able to duplicate that run? Or how about this, even resemble that run? Why hasn't he been able to do that? Because he lost the most important thing in the room, a true football guy who lets his coaches – here, do you know Jimmy Johnson – the Hall of Fame coach doesn't do any coaching on game day. He evaluates the players and he evaluates the coaching staff and what they're doing. Then they all have a come to Jesus conversation on Monday. Tuesday, he'll talk to the coaches on what they did and what they didn't do. Players get their game plans on Wednesday. 
And I was bringing this up to you guys. Oko, Loria, and Roseman stepped in after Chip Kelly hired, and they haven't let the coaches alone. And he controlled everything. Yeah, well, that's kind of falling apart a little bit on Andy right now, too, after Chris Ballard's no longer there putting. By the way, Cole, let me say this to you about um, Andy Reid. How do you think Andy Reid is as a personnel guy? Carlos, thank you. Thank you, my friend. How do you think he's been? You know, ever since they fired John Dorsey um, in, um, in Kansas City, how's the talent been going in there? How's that offensive line look? You see Orlando Brown get turned into a turnstile over the weekend? How's Andy doing bringing talent in? You know, one of the criticisms that he had when he was in Philadelphia, once he got a little bit more control of the personnel, how that thing, how's that going? How's that going so far? You're right, Red. He is. Every day he is. How's that looking in Kansas City right now? That team don't look like the same team of three years ago. They have no running attack. There's no Kareem Hunt after that whole unfortunate scenario. The secondary doesn't look the same. People are running the ball on them. They can't stop anybody. They're turning the ball over. They're not scoring at a high rate. And Mahomes doesn't look anywhere near what Mahomes did in his first couple of years. The personnel around Patrick Mahomes is fading because why? The head coach has got a little more say in the personnel. It's always been a criticism of mine of Andy Reid. He's not the best personnel guy. It faded in Philly like that. They all saw it because he had some say. Started falling apart, right? It's way he lost his gig. No run game at KC. That's right. That's what's happening a little bit here. Hugh Harper says the Eagles suck so bad. And, and, and get this, Hugh. In 1,359 days since you guys won the Super Bowl, this thing has taken a nosedive. How about this? I'm going to say something, and I'm sorry. Please. If you guys think this is over the line, just tell me. Philadelphia, you have a soft football team. You have a football team that doesn't want to get up and go to work. You have a football team. Like that Jalen Rigger guy? Okay, that Jalen Rigger guy doesn't want to work for a living. They're soft. That team, 1,359 fucking days ago, pushed the Patriots' faces into the ground in that Super Bowl. Oh, Cole, I never said that. Never say that, nor would I ever. Nor would I ever. That's Ben Simmons. How's that? How's that tasting right now? Guy walks onto the floor. You think you're gonna get kisses and rainbows and butterflies? You acting like that? You can get your ass kicked, son. You see, let me throw this at you too. How about this, man? You know what they won't do in New York? Because they're afraid of race and religion. You're not going to call it out for what it is, too, with Robert Saley. 
first Muslim head coach. What does that have to do with being the right coach? My God. I don't want anything ever said about me. Well, Dan was a great Catholic guy. (laughs) What's that mean? Don't bring my religion or anything into it, dude. My faith, my color. What's that got to do with anything? It's got nothing to do with success. It's all the peripheral stuff that the cancel culture wants. Nick Sirianni's under a lot of heat. Robert Saley should be under heat. This guy was coming off a bye, and that Jet team sucked. Unprepared. Completely over his head. That guy is a bad hire. You want to know something even worse? I'll tell you this. The Jets are in worse shape than the Eagles. Because with the second pick overall, you drafted that bum, Zach Wilson, and you hired a coach who's not ready to be a head coach. Hey, just because you're a great position coach doesn't mean you're going to be a great head football coach. Okay? New York is woke. Yeah, that's why they're not going to give them heat on the air. And by the way, a little bit in Philadelphia with your own airwaves. You think they're going to trash Howie Roseman? And you think they're going to trash ownership? You think they're going to trash the head coach on WIP in Philly? The only place you're going to hear truth is right here on the Jacob Media Channel. By the way, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to get views and clicks. I'm doing it it's because of what I see. That's why on a forum like this and a platform like this, we can all sit here and talk about truth. The truth is, is that your football team is trying to win games from the front office, from the owner's box. Never happened. You got three picks in the upcoming draft. So what? So what? Hey, NN says the earth is flat. Thank you, Kyrie. <laughs> hey, thank you, Kyrie. Jeff says Russell Wilson. Thank you. I'm in. I know Devontae Smith is pissed not getting the opportunity like Chase is getting in Cincinnati. Dude, who would have thought? That Cincinnati, hey, let me let me let me go here with you. I know, Wick. That's frightening, actually. It's become more frightening. Watch this. So let's take a look at Joe Burrow's journey. Joe Burrow was told by the Ohio State coaches he sucked. He couldn't play there. What's he do since? Since that time, this Ohio kid was told he can't play at Ohio State. Think of that. Your dreams as a kid is to play in that state for that team. And you're told you're not good enough. You'll never see the field. Goes to LSU. Convinces Ed Ogeron to give him the keys. Wins the national championship Heisman Trophy. Becomes the number one overall selection. Everyone's like, I don't know if Burrow's the guy. They kind of looked at him like Mac Jones. Man, I'll tell you what, in a year, in seven games, and in that mix, an injury, Joe Burrow has changed the culture in Cincinnati. My friends, that's a franchise quarterback. You know how many games it's taken for me to say that about Joe Burrow? Like 14. 
when I look at Jalen Hurts, I don't need to see three years or two years of football to go, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. William Steele reports came out that Brandon Staley didn't want to come here because of how he doesn't shock me because he meddles. GW, how he does call the plays. You know how he calls the plays? He picks the coaches. And if you're not throwing the ball like the owner wants, why do you think you don't have a running game? Because they don't want to put the money into that position. They'd rather do it by committee. You see, they think they could do everything by committee. They're cheap right now at the quarterback position. They're cheap at the running back position. They hate the fact that the highest paid guys are D linemen. I mean, look at the team. Where do you look at the team and go, here's a top five player. The center's good. The left tackle can be spectacular. Hardgrave is great. Okay? Three guys on a 53-man roster? Criminy. You need more than that, guys. If you're going to move the sticks. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the... I, I, I don't know what else to say about that, man. Going forward, I mean... What, 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 hey, this thing here, you're right, Deshaun Watson, why would he want to come here with the general manager who's going to, he's got that now with Nick Casario in Houston. He doesn't want that. Do you know the kind of place that Deshaun Watson wants to play at? Where the coach has to say, not the front office. Do you understand this, guys? Chris, Dan, John Dorsey was a consultant with the Eagles. He's still... Is he still employed? Possible next GM? Chris, think about what he did. Okay, he went into Cleveland and tooled that place up. He tooled Kansas City up. You know, he was probably a consultant. No, you're saying he was a consultant for the Eagles, but get this. Guarantee you, everybody in the front office there took his advice and put it to the side and then did their own thing. Did their own thing. Dorsey's resume, look at it. He's hard to deal with. He's an egomaniac. But he built Kansas City. He built Cleveland. Those two places, look at their rosters today. It's John Dorsey. Okay? Yeah, but get this, Birdman. He did draft Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield's not losing games for them. Now, he's not winning the critical games, but if I'm not mistaken, they did win 12 ball games last year. I agree. I hate the kid. But he doesn't suck. He's just not the guy that's going to beat Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and these other guys. I, and, 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 and Birdman, you're right. I mean, you know, he could have. Look, look at the other guys he had in that trap. Okay, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. I'm, I'm with you on that. I got it. Eastside Monster says, what's the future for us at quarterback then? Okay. Good point. Good question. How about we do this? Eastside Monster, how about I answer that question on the other side here, okay? We'll take a time out and keep it here on the National Football Show.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight cares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Savon, he's terrible. It's so predictable, the entire coaching staff. It's training wheels. Honestly, guys, here, real quick before I get back to that, Brady throws his 600th career touchdown pass. Jesus, criminy. 600 career TD passes. <laughs> okay. Man. By the way, the debate today has been you know, would you have given the ball back? Hell no. And for jerseys and some tickets, forget that. I'd have sold that ball, man, for $500,000. $600,000. I'm not giving that to him, man. I have a chance to make myself a couple hundred grand. Oh, yeah, but it's for the play. Screw that, dude. Player gets that. I'm not giving that thing up. I'm going to make Brady pay for it. You know, when a player goes to another team and he wants the jersey, that he's worn his entire career, they have to pay the player. Why wouldn't the fan get the money from the player the same way when you go to a team when you're changing jerseys out? Right? I mean, 
you know, when you when you when you go to some place and a guy's wearing your jersey, players go, here's twenty-five thousand dollars, or I'll buy you a car or whatever, so I can have the number. And the kid goes, Okay. Here's the jersey. So you're gonna give me a couple signed Brady jerseys and I don't know, like a couple tickets and call it a day? Nah. I'll put that baby on eBay and I'll make you all sweat. Yeah, right, Wick. That thing would have got a million bucks. Why would I give it for a couple shirts? Dumb move, dude. <laughs> you know what? I love Tampa Bay. That's where I played my ball, you know, and where I did radio forever. I, I love the fans, man, but that kid, man, the parents need to slap in the face. Dude, you could have got a million bucks there for that thing. Because we like that. Jesus Christ, man. Good night. I mean, right? That ball would have fetched a whole boatload of money. Didn't Bonds' baseball, didn't that 756 home run or something like that, didn't it go for a million bucks or something? I'm not giving that thing up, man. No way. <laughs> for yeah, there's a couple T-shirts. Oh, great. All right. How much does this hurt? Somebody asked the question, okay? Where do the Eagles go with their quarterback situation Moving forward, there it is right here. Eastside Monster, what's the future for us at quarterback then? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jalen Hurts is the problem, dude, but he's just part of the whole thing. Jalen's not a frontline quarterback. Stop it. Joe Burrow is. It only took me 10 games to see it. It only took me 10 games to see Justin Herbert. It only took me 10 games to see Kyler Murray. How many more games do you need? You think Kyler Murray was on a good team? You think Joe Burrow was on a good team? Oh, all of a sudden now Cincinnati and Arizona are good. Well, who made those teams good? Those quarterbacks made those teams good. Play calling is terrible. I'm not saying you're wrong there. Wait a minute, though. And, and Peyton Manning, you think? Jalen Hurts is Peyton Manning talent. Even in his bad first year, he still saw him throwing the football and him reading defenses. Dude, you you, you stick with Jalen. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You had a franchise guy. I didn't even rid off Peyton Manning. I thought he'd be a Hall of Famer. I wasn't the one that said, Ryan, leave. Skip Bayless was that one. I, I, I thought Peyton Manning would be one of the greats. Now, I was wrong on Lamar. But then again, Lamar just got – um, he, he basically just got uh, ripped apart by Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, in Baltimore. Destroyed him. Aikman's first year? So you're telling me when you're naming Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman, Hall of Fame players, you see a Hall of Fame talent in Jalen Hurts? You stick with that. You, 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 you guys can stick with that. Whew. Jeff Smith, I want to know what Howie Roseman has. <laughs> That's a great one. So your boy that you ran out of town, 
Nobody's coming to Philly with Howie Roseman as your GM. How about this? Hang on here. Carson Wentz is on pace for 322 completions, 500 attempts, 4,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns and two interceptions. Touchdown to turnover ratio is Aaron Rodgers-like. A 65 quarterback completion percentage and a 102.8 quarterback rating. What the fuck did you guys do to him? Like, what did the front office do to him? They changed this guy back around in seven games? Wait a minute. They changed this guy around. Frank Wright changed this guy around in seven games. Seven games he changed him around. Coming off a freaking knee injury. Or foot injury, excuse me. Hey, what did you do to him? Savon, Doug never knew how to run the team. I'm sorry, but I don't see any difference from when Doug Peterson was here and this year. Looks like the same group's running it. Oh, that's right. It's Howie. What happened? Wait, don't run from don't run from Carson Wentz conversation. You can't any longer. You can't avoid it. It's the elephant in the room in Philly now. The worst thing that has happened has happened. You know what that is? This guy here has gotten better. And it cast a shadow over how everything is being run with the Eagles. The culture, the decision-making, how the team is being assembled how the team is being coached. Let me throw this at you here. When you do a, when you do a, and I, by the way, and Eastside, I'm going to get to you on quarterback and where we go from here. I've not forgotten. Let's see here. Shanta, how we, don't go after starter-ready players in the draft. He, you're right. It's evident. By the way, that receiver that he got, that Rieger kid, is fucking terrible. He is terrible. Man. Here's what's happened. Howie and the owner got rid of the quarterback and the coaching staff and not the players that Howie that's why it looks the same. Guys, that's why it looks the same. Okay? That's why it looks the same. That's why it's being run the same. That's why it looks like nothing's really changed. But see now, how he can't really run from this, Kenny. That's right, Hugh. He is a snowflake. He doesn't come back to the ball and he doesn't fight for his he doesn't fight for his quarterback. Yeah, but why do okay, that's a great one too. Jam, but get this. That football team, in my opinion. Okay, it's a great point. But why do I look at a football team in the Colts and I see them moving in the right direction because their quarterback is playing great football? 
And why do I see the Eagles looking completely unprepared? Hmm. I'll tell you what. This is what we'll do. We'll make a bet here. I say the Eagles may not win another football. You ain't beating Detroit. Oh, my God. City will implode for sure on that ownership if they lose to the Lions. This is the biggest game of the year for Howie Roseman. Okay? Watch this. This is the biggest game for Howie Roseman in his entire career as an Eagle. If they lose to the 0-7 Lions, you can't blame Nick. You hired Nick. You can't blame Jonathan Gannon. You hired Jonathan Gannon. You can't blame Jalen Hurts. You gave Jalen Hurts the keys to the city. Who else is there to blame, Howie? In 1,359 days since you guys won the Super Bowl, one name is consummate in the room. One name. And it's got his name all over this thing. I don't think you win it either. I don't think you're going to win that game. Jeff, it all points to Howie. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Davenport. Perfect conversation. Look at what he just said. The Colts are on the ball. That's why Carson Wentz is getting better. Amen. Amen. I don't even have to read the rest of it. But Davenport, if you're going to have a first-year coach, get this, you're going to have a first-year coach. You're going to have a first-year quarterback starting for you. Why are you drafting Devontae Smith? Why are you drafting Devontae Smith? By the way, William, can't blame the owner. Owner's not going anywhere. It's his team. Owner won a Super Bowl. Can't blame the owner. Unless you're saying he's got to luck into something. Why would you why would you draft a wideout? Why? You 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 drafted the wrong Alabama player. You needed Najee Harris. Najee Harris is struggling. Get this. Why is Najee Harris struggling? Because it's a brand new old line in Pittsburgh. Actually, they should switch teams. Devontae should be in Pittsburgh with Ben, and Najee should be in Philly with Jalen and that old line. They needed someone to move the chains, and they wanted to do it aerial-wise. But they didn't realize they didn't have the quarterback. They needed to get them. Hey, and by the way, thanks, Ken. Thank you. By the way, figure this one out, too. So during the training camp, when I was bitching at everybody going like this, dude, aren't you guys going to play the freaking, aren't you going to play your front line guys? No, no, no. You know, we're good. We got these organized team practices and shit like that. And I'm like, don't you think you need game stuff? Nope. You know, they just went into it. It looks like they're in the exhibition season. Dion says they gave up on Wentz too early. Oh, my God almighty. 
Man, is that the worst thing you can hear? Okay. I mean, look, there was a shot when Cliff Kingsbury blows out Josh Rosen. You went, how do you know that guy's not? Think of that for a minute. Josh Rosen was a first-round pick, too, out of UCLA. I said the guy was a bum. I said, I don't not me, man. I don't see it. Well, he really throws a great ball. I'm like, yeah, guess what? When everybody shows up to those pro days, everyone throws a great football. You know what they were telling me about Justin Fields? Hey, did you see Justin Fields ran a 4440? I was like, so what? What's that got to do with throwing the ball? It has nothing to do with quarterbacking. You know, that really turned me off on Justin Fields that day. When all these evaluators around the so-called people that you have on the internet and I'm an internet expert or whatever. Well, he ran a 4-4. I'm like this, so? You think Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? They could probably run a 4-4 and a 20. <laughs> right? And then another problem is they only practiced 70 minutes on the field offseason. Meanwhile, every other team practices for two and a half hours in training camp. Yeah, and then some. Pete Carroll got fined all the time for it. Alex says we should have never let Wentz go. He was the guy. Howie. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, Alex. Alex, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Alex. You had to let Wentz go. It wasn't Doug who fucked him up. The GM did. The GM has screwed up Carson Wentz. He screwed him up. It wasn't Doug. That's why Doug pulled the ripcord and said, I got to get out of here. For my own professional health and my next potential job, I got to get out of here. Doug couldn't sustain another suck-ass year like he had. The last season in 2020 with the E, he couldn't put that on his resume. He knew it. He had to get out. When they wanted him to start firing, he was like, no. Think of that for a minute. So how he wanted Doug Peterson to fire coaches on Doug's staff so he could fire Jonathan Gannon and guys like that? No wonder Doug was right. Doug is right. By the way, Doug and Wentz are right. Oh. I'm going to make a statement here for you guys. The more the 2020 season, excuse me, let me take it back. The more the 2021 season is playing itself out with Wentz leading his team and playing great football, franchise, quarterback football in Indianapolis, and the implosion of the Eagles, both Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, were right. Howie Roseman was wrong. The more this plays out in 2021, Doug's right, Carson's right. Carl. Okay. So Carl's not a, he's not a Carson Wentz guy. Fair enough. But you have no guy. Wake me up when the Eagles get to the playoffs again. Wake me up when the Eagles. How far? Here, let's throw this at you. 
How far away do you think Philly is from getting to the playoffs right now? I'm going to write a number down. And by the way, we all know this. The NFL could change. Look at the teams now. Cincinnati Bengals are the number one seed if the playoffs were to start today. The number one seed in the AFC because they found a franchise guy. How many years away you got? Hotshot says three years away. Savant says we can go 12 and five with what team and what coaching staff DJ Eagle just signed a fourth round. (laughs) Sancho sand, Jeff Smith. I four years, five years. I got six years. I got six years, man. Okay. I'm going to tell you something here. I don't think I answered that question. What should they do at quarterback? Let's do that again. I have to hit a little bit of college news, too, that went on over the weekend. Some more NFL games that told us a lot. You keep right here. We'll get right back to you guys. Keep posting. I'll be right there. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. I really appreciate it. Really means a lot to us. You stay right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, ABEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Seven games, Derrick Henry has 870 yards already. Hey, hey, and by the way, he really didn't really have a really big game. Okay, he really didn't have a big game in his last game. And they destroyed Kansas City. Destroyed him. So wait, Ryan Tannehill's the beneficiary. Gee, wait a minute. Let's see how you build the team. Who's the beneficiary of a really good running attack? Ryan Tannehill, you mean that guy that was a colossal flop in Miami? Now makes $30 million a year and has one of the best teams in the AFC? That Ryan Tannehill? Who would have thunk? Running attack. Let's take a look at this, too. Speaking of running attacks, you know who number two in the NFL is? Well, look at that. It's Jonathan Taylor. Unbelievable. He's number two in the NFL with 580 yards. Unbelievable. I wonder if that has anything to do with Carson Wentz and his progression on getting back to being where he was a couple years ago. Huh? You think? Oh, my God. Who's number three? You can't tell me. It's really Joe Mixon from Cincinnati. Wait a minute. How is Joe Burrow playing Joe Burrow football? Well, you've got the third best runner in the NFL. Who would have thunk it? Howie. Wake up, dude. I'll give you another one. Why is Cleveland winning games in spite of their quarterback? Wow, what do you think? Even missing a game. He's only played five. Nick Chubb, the one of the top rushers in the game. He's fourth in rushing? Well, I mean, really? So let me take a look at this for a minute. Oh, wait, who's fifth? Why are the Cowboys making a comeback? Gee, Ezekiel Elliott is fifth in rushing. Huh. So Tennessee with Derrick Henry, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Dallas, and then Lamar Jackson is, he's six, if you want to throw that into the conversation. Look at all these playoff teams that run the ball. Gee. Oh, man, I wait, I wish it got it. Wait, where's the Philadelphia guy? Let's see. Oh, don't tell me Jalen Hurts is the top rusher on the. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Jalen Hurts is the number one rusher on your team. Well, if you think he's Lamar Jackson, no wonder that you got a problem. Where where the hell is your running back? Is he even in the top 30? 
Yeah, here he is. He's 29th. Miles Sanders is 29th in rushing. <laughs> okay. I'm not laughing at Miles. I'm laughing at how you're putting your football team together. No, Carlos, not on Sanders. No way. I, <laughs> um, I just gave you guys – stats don't lie when it comes to, you know, if it has an input in your record. Hey, Savon, I'm not blaming Miles. I'm not. Uh, that's that's how they're doing him. But then again, it could have been Doug Peterson a year ago or this year. It's the same crap. Nothing's changed. You guys get this. So everybody from the post game show here on Jacob to everybody, I know stupid sports talk radio stations in Philadelphia is attacking Nick Sirianni. I don't know, guys. It's the same stuff that went on a year ago with Doug. Same stuff. It's just being pointed out more because there's no one else to blame. <laughs> there's no one else to blame. They fired everybody that they were blaming. They fired everybody. Damn, Dan. Can you not get in the Eagles building? <laughs> hey, hey. Carlos, they see it. They're not stupid. You can't keep do- – Hey, guys, think of this for a minute. You bang your head against the wall, eventually it's going to hurt. Keep banging it against the wall. You're going to stop. You know what I'm saying? You're going to stop it. Okay? You're not going to be able to take it or you're going to kill yourself. So that's where you are right now. They, they, They know what's going on here. Now, have they been pulling the wool over you guys? You think they're trying to get the first pick in the draft? Well, if you're looking at the quarterbacks that are coming out, or are you going to use those picks to get one of these guys like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun? Personally, you know what I would do if I was Houston? Know this here. If I was Houston, I wouldn't move Deshaun Watson right now. Why? Why would I move him when there's only three teams vying for him? Why wouldn't I wait for the offseason? Maybe get a little more handle on what's going on with those criminal charges, and there'll be more teams. Like I said, Washington, Eagles, some of these other teams. Why wouldn't you do that? Why would I cut myself in half from potentially getting more of an opportunity? You don't even know what's going on in Tampa after this year. You have no idea. A safety with the first pick in the draft, Carlos, I'm not going there. Okay? I'm not going there. So here's what you do with quarterback. You take your three first-rounders. You've got your three first-round picks. You dangle them out there. I'm open for business for a veteran quarterback, a guy who's proven that he won. Not can win, but has won. I would ask Russell Wilson. Russell, here's what's going to happen. We are going to and, – and you fire the coach. You fire the coach. 
And then what you do is you bring in Joe Brady from Carolina. You bring in Joe Brady. You hire him. You put him in the building. And you tell him this. Joe Brady's going to have complete control of who he hires, what he wants, and he wants you. I'm here to be the middle person here. And I wouldn't have the general manager make that call. I would have the owner make that call to Deshaun's agent. What's his name? David Muligati or something like that. I, I'd call him up and say, here's what I do. We're going we're gonna to make a play for you, and we want to make Philadelphia your home for the next 10 years. He's 26 years old. We want to make you the guy here. And we need you to beat Dak. And it's a great city. It's a great city to perform, and if you win here, you, you'll be revered. You do everything, you pull out all the stops. Okay? And if while you're talking to him, you give the same speech to Aaron Rodgers. Then you're out there, and if you feel good enough, and get this, you know who the third guy is? I know you're going to hate this one, but I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo, you need a veteran quarterback. You need somebody that can win ball games, because right now you don't have anything. And Jalen's not good enough for the talent that's around him to lift it up. Look at what Joe Burrow did. Look at the lifting. Get this, and they even drafted a guy that Jalen was comfortable with, with Devontae, because he knew him from Alabama. Didn't matter. Yet in Cincinnati, they drafted Chase out of LSU because he knew him. It mattered. Didn't he just have 200 yards this past weekend? Against Baltimore. UA says, I'm British. I just started watching NFL this season. So far, I love it. But the refs throw that yellow flag down. Come on, UA. I'd rather see the uh, the, the yellow flag than being yellow carded or one of them's Soccer dudes falling around on the ground pretending that he's injured. Ah. <laughs> right? Robert Saley. Robert Saley. He sucks too, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what the Jets are? The Jets and the Mets are the same people. They're these stupid-ass idiots that believe that they really have a great brand and they fan bases. Then when the fall comes, they traditionally turn their hats inside out, and they're Giants and Yankee fans. That's who the Jets <laughs> and the Met fans are. They're closet Yankee Giant fans. Not that the Giants are doing any better, by the way. Hey, how about this? Maybe what what uh, the Eagles should do is sign Cam Newton. Hey, wait a minute, man, Shepard. I'm not. I'm, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I don't. I don't think that that's that bad an idea, man. I want to win some games. Put Cam in the room. <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? He's better than anything you got now, including the greatness of Joe Flacco. Go, Joe. Pride of Delaware, baby. Or is it Delaware State? Who cares? Right? 
Yeah, Kyle Shanahan and Robert Saley. Right there in the category with Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. What a train wreck. <laughs> it really is a train wreck. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You guys have been spectacular today. If you missed any of the show, go back and watch it a little bit later on. Gary Cobb was spectacular as always. We really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure you catch it 4 to 6 Eastern time, and we'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.